Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. This week we're talking about some common intuitive eating concerns, issues, things that are raised as you go through the process. So as a nutritionist who works mainly with intuitive eating and how to get started and continue with this process, I know firsthand how on the outside it can look really easy and really simple, but actually the reality is anything but. It's not easy, but hopefully it is worth it as you move through. Today I'm going to go through some common intuitive eating challenges, how to approach overcoming them. If you have any additional ones, let me know. I always like to hear more. Um, I'm sure I'll do a follow-up, but for now these are some common ones and they're in no particular order. So let's begin. So first things first, you may find you are obsessed with food. This is probably one of the most common challenges in the stages of intuitive eating as described in the framework and in the book. You have what's called the conscious learning and the pursuit of pleasure phase. And in this, you tend to be hyper-conscious, hyper-focused of what you're eating. And actually, depending on the nutrition professional that you're working with, they may get you to write a food diary, not including calories, anything like that, but just a generic food diary, maybe how full you are, how satisfied you are, comments on what you're eating while you're eating it. And that can be quite a lot for your brain to really focus on food, and therefore you're more aware of it than ever. However, it's taking that sort of within context, are you thinking about food all the time in terms of what you want, what you want to eat, in the same way that if you're on a diet, or is it just you're really aware and you're hyper-aware? And that will slowly, hopefully, go with time. It's also the idea that when a diet given to you by someone that you found online, etc., tells you exactly what you need to eat, you're not having to think about it. You have given over control. That's the point. Now you are in control, and so you'll start to notice everything. You'll start to think about those decisions. You might be a little apprehensive about all this decision making and this control, and that's completely normal. You might even be a little apprehensive about moving away from diets, about intuitive eating, about that journey, and that'll all have an effect on how much you're thinking about it and how much brain space that is taking up. The idea being that over the long term, that slowly gets smaller and smaller until it takes up less space. So, what are some solutions? First things first, it sounds cheesy, but give it some time. This stage normally only lasts a little while, and then you settle into it, you start to fall into those patterns, those routines. You can listen to your body a bit more intuitively, you're not having to think about it, you're not having to notice it. So give it a little bit of time. Consider some other factors. Are you bored? Are you emotionally eating? Is it a communal thing? What are other things that could be affecting why you're quote-unquote obsessed with food? Is it because you're still engaging with diet culture? Find others in the same boat if you can. Social media, groups, anything like that. Find some people to help. And also think about the idea that if you were constantly on a diet and really micro-analysing calories, intake, etc. That was taking up quite a lot of your brain space. Now you need to find an alternative outlet. So you may find you naturally default to think about food, but maybe it's something creative, a hobby, maybe it's food, but you take up cooking or you take up recipe creating, anything like that. 
but you need to divert that brain space somewhere else otherwise your routine is to think obsessively about what you eat it's just in a different context the second one is that maybe as you approach intuitive eating you start to feel a little worse about your body your body image has suffered again very common one you are starting to step away from that weight focused idea of eating living moving and especially if you've been chronically under fueling for a long time you will be sitting at a lower weight now you're starting to fuel yourself your weight may have gone up and actually a lot of people find that when they start intuitive eating they experience a high level of bloating as your body starts to get used to a range of food more carbohydrates lots of other things like that you experience physical repercussions you've also got the mental effects of not only your body changing in that way but also changing your mindset and moving away from thin as the ideal to how your body is feeling and that feeling of satisfaction we live in a culture very focused on that thin ideal so it makes sense that you'll naturally strive for that you're brought up thinking that way and now you may be gaining weight as a byproduct of listening to your body and it's having to deal with that and face that head on so what are some solutions this one is especially difficult and tends to be a long-term working on your relationship with weight moving away from that as a indicator of health and your body image and it'll change up and down over the long term but short-term things are scenarios such as making lists of things about your body that you appreciate whether it's things it can do making it functional or just having a list to hand making sure that you are still meeting your body's basic needs so self-care clothing having enough rest things like that that are separate from how it looks that are still treating it with respect and then deciding what your goal is with your body are you aiming for acceptance body neutrality where is where is that bar where are you aiming for and what can you do to get there and again finding that community aspect following people on social media whether you want to go super into sort of body positivity sort of hashtags and groups or whether you just find those diverse people to follow as a general third thing food is no longer interesting I know this can sound a little strange if you're currently in that space of being a little obsessed with food or on a diet and it's taking up a lot of brain space but as food no longer acts as off limits or forbidden you actually might find it less interesting so when you can't have it it's all you think about but if you can have an unlimited amount of whatever food was previously seen as unhealthy it may be that you stop thinking about it you have a little bit realize it's not very satisfying it's not actually what you wanted you were bored you were emotional you were whatever um or it just looks really good and didn't taste very good but now you're over it so what's the solution here if you're not interested in food at all if you don't really mind this again you've now got a bit more space to think about other things in your day food is just a small component of your day-to-day life if you actually really enjoy eating being around food and you want to be a bit more involved in that and you don't want to be so apathetic which sometimes can happen look into cooking baking trying other cuisines trying different restaurants branch out find ways to enjoy food that isn't controlling with it number four maybe you don't know when you're hungry now if you've been out tune with your body for a while it may take time to notice hunger and fullness and intuitive eating is not a hunger and fullness diet so when people embark on intuitive eating they assume straight away 
I'm hungry, I know when I'm hungry, I know when I'm full. It's really easy. But if you've been out of tune for a while, it does take a little bit of time to tune back in. Unless it's stomach growling, haven't eaten for hours, really hungry. Those smaller sensations will take a while to get back in tune with. So maybe you use a hunger and fullness scale. That's one solution until you've got that in your brain. Using something physical, you can read it on your phone, find a copy, you can use that. Start to notice signals that aren't stereotypical and maybe some that's specific to you. So I know some people get a slight headache if they're verging on hungry or low energy. Others may start to get a bit of brain fog. Completely varies. Find what means you are hungry. Maybe if you get super, super hungry and you think, huh, what were the signals leading up to this point? They are my hunger signals. If you're really struggling, it's often recommended to start with regular meals and go from there. So especially if you're moving from a period of extreme restriction and you've been eating very little, your body may not show you're hungry as much because it just wants to get as much food in to rebalance that. So start with small regular meals and go from there and start to tune back in. Next thing, I feel my moods more clearly or I'm more stressed. And again, it's the idea that intuitive eating will move you away from being really stressed and really obsessed with food, and it'll be nice and relaxed and nice and easy. And hopefully in the long term, that is the case. But coping with your emotions and the emotional effects of food and using food as a crutch, etc., is one of the components of the intuitive eating framework. So it is well established that when you remove food as that emotional crutch, you may experience things like stress a little more acutely know that this is normal it's not intuitive eating causing this necessarily it's just the case that food has been a mask and now you're going oh maybe something else needs to change maybe I need to approach work differently maybe I need to rest more maybe I need to deal with some of this built-up stress rather than just turning to food and again it's normal it's coping with emotions with kindness and figuring out alternative strategies to deal with it some solutions. If you need help, reach out, friends, family, professionals, etc. Focus on that coping with emotions with kindness and know that emotional eating is okay. Within the framework, it says emotional eating is a thing. Let's learn about it. Know that it's okay. We will do it. But we need to be aware when we're doing it and when we're using it too much. So, number six, um, I'm binging or overeating. Again, a common one, and I'm kind of grouping these together, um, but just to separate them very briefly, overeating, quote unquote, depends on what you classify as over. Are you used to chronic restriction? And now you're increasing your intake a little bit, and that diet mentality is freaking out, and you're saying, no, I'm overeating, but actually you're just eating the amount that your body needs. This is something you need to think about with yourself. Are you rejecting diet culture, or are you still in it, and you're worried about overeating and not giving yourself permission to eat binging is different and now again it's normal sometimes intuitive eating is used to treat binge eating disorder and binge eating other times as with many disorders eating you can branch from one to the other before finding hopefully a better relationship with food just know that sometimes I've heard lots of different names, rebound phase, honeymoon phase, etc., where we've removed restriction and you now have unlimited permission to eat whatever you want. And people go a little bit rebounding in the other direction. They eat a lot 
they eat at once and they can experience binges. It may go with time. You eat large amounts of quote-unquote unhealthy foods, slowly realise they don't make you feel great, you feel unsatisfied and you start to crave foods that'll make you feel more satisfied, even if they are what you would generally think of as quote-unquote healthy, as it were. In that case, give it time. I know that's not the answer to everything, but it may be that you haven't yet adjusted. Um, Talk to people, get their experience. Binging especially thrives in secret. It is the idea of guilt and shame around food. So talk to people you know, maybe you have friends who are in the same boat, or just anyone that can help. Talk to them about what's happening, explain, take it out into the opening, open, don't have that guilt and shame around it. Notice thoughts, feelings around eating, how they might be framed. If you're again thinking of it as a punishment or I'm going all out, these foods are forbidden, these foods are unhealthy, you're not rejecting diet culture and therefore you're eating in secret, eating in shame because you are not giving yourself permission to eat it. Giving yourself unconditional permission means you can eat more than you would previously, but not in secret, not past the point of excess, not with shame. Maybe you want to focus on mindful eating, eating a little slower, checking in every now and again. Things like in the intuitive eating challenge, having a hot cup of tea, sipping it slowly, start to notice feelings of fullness. You can take that on board when it comes to eating. A lot of binging is being out of control, so putting yourself back in control, noticing back with those sensations. And also, are you using intuitive eating as an excuse to sort of self-sabotage to eat any oh I have unconditional permission so I'm going to keep eating is it because of an emotional reason or another reason that you're leaning into this and not using intuitive eating to again give that permission give that freedom but rather a form of punishment number seven I'm struggling with my family and friends slash those around me again super common especially if it was your family that raised you in that dieting or pushing healthy as always healthy and unhealthy in quotes eating on you now you've stepped back not only rejected their beliefs but you might actively be doing the opposite know that your journey is your own you've decided to do this they can be super on board or super hands off the main thing is setting boundaries and things in place that it doesn't affect your intuitive eating journey if you want them to be super involved explain your motivation maybe you get up some research papers if they sort of scoff at it and move on show them the proof that it works if you feel like that's needed maybe you say where you want to be with food how dieting has had a negative impact on your life doesn't have to be a blame game but just explaining why you are doing what you're doing maybe you set boundaries and say i don't want to discuss this just know that this is what i'm doing and if it's brought up i will excuse myself from the conversation or i will change the subject that's where i'm at if you don't want them to be involved Explain what you will not accept. Again, maybe I'll remove myself if we start talking about food. Just know I'm working my relationship with it. Maybe I'll tell you in the future. But here's where I'm at. Try and find those people that you can discuss these things with and that support you. It doesn't have to be close friends or family. Again, there are groups online, social media, anything like that. Find people that can support and that'll help you feel reinforced for when those people bring conflict to you. Not everyone has to understand while you're doing intuitive eating, but they can be helpful. So do explain and appreciate that they may not know what it is or 
what exactly you're communicating. So if they seem confused or confronting, especially if it's a friend or a family member who have reinforced diet culture to you, they may feel a little attacked. So just explain your position and then set that boundary. If they want to ask more, maybe you have that open dialogue. With colleagues, co-workers, again, depends on your relationship to them. The best thing may be just to excuse yourself from a conversation, if that's where it's going, about diet culture. If it's something more intrinsic, for example, your company are promoting certain messages or something at lunchtime. I saw the article on, obviously, cake on birthdays. And if everyone's commenting on that, maybe you say, this is making me uncomfortable. I'd rather we didn't discuss. Maybe you take yourself out of the situation or maybe you explain. It just depends how much you want to share with them. Next one. Number eight, you're struggling to meal prep. And this may be so you're super busy. You want to prep meals and food. You want to be organized. But where is the space to be intuitive within that? And maybe you feel like this is an easy slope back to that really restrictive way of doing things. First things first, as long as you're not using that meal prep to calorie control, restrict, eat the way you used to eat, diet, then it fits into intuitive eating. It's meant to work with your life. But it's figuring out ways that you can have space for intuition while also making it feasible. So that might mean making extras of some meals, leftovers and freezing them. Now you have lots of options. Note what meals you find satisfying and you want more of. We're all kind of habitual, so it may be that certain meals you like quite a lot and having them to hand is super useful. Give yourself options, especially if you like snacking. Have lots of different snack options, sweet, savoury, and especially if they're snacks that can hold for a long time, you can always have them with you. If in doubt, I always keep some form of snack bar, just in case. You never know when hunger's going to pop up. Use gentle nutrition, the last principle of intuitive eating. So information like mixing proteins and carbs can help you feel fuller for longer. That's not restrictive. It's just figuring out, ah, this will make me feel satisfied and help me fuel for the day. So take some nutritional information as you want it and use it for the day. Find what works for you. Big meals, small meals, snacks, and prepare as needed. Have those little holes in your day. Maybe you keep a couple of pounds or, again, those long-term snacks. You have a snack drawer at work. I know a few people that do this. Where you go, today's just a day where I'm feeling really hungry, whether you didn't sleep, whether something else, you've been training for something. Oh, just a little more hungry. Have that space to, I can eat this now, and I can still have lunch later, and that's fine. Just having that option is always needed without, especially if money is tight, always buying a whole new meal. Have lots of options prepared. And know that you'll probably mess up. We've all done it. You eat your food too early and then you're hungry later or you didn't make enough. These things happen. But knowing your own pattern, start to notice. What do I eat? What do I like to eat? If I'm a little bit hungry, what sort of snacks do I like to supplement? And reassess this as needed. Sometimes we go through phases of liking one type of food or a different. And just see, what am I liking? What am I not liking? Equally with meal prep you can leave it if you get to lunchtime and go I really just cannot bring myself to eat my prepared food do you have other options do you have other prepared food how will that food keep for another day another time can you reuse it can you add something to it to make it taste slightly different to make it a different medium finding ways to adapt as needed number nine last one you feel a disconnect between what you know and what you're doing very easily done with intuitive eating. You've read every book, 
blog posts, social media posts, listen to every podcast, but you're finding the actual change really difficult and even overwhelming. So you know it's good for you, you've read the research maybe, but you just cannot bring yourself to do it or know how to do it. And what I would recommend? Engage in small changes, small challenges. There's lots of 21 days, 10 days intuitive eating challenges out there. Look at the actual framework, buy the book, buy the people who wrote it. It is a bit of a chunky novel. They do have one that's intuitive eating for every day, which is like daily prompts. But I would recommend the main one if you've got it. Use it slowly and surely. Have a flick through. Take that pressure off yourself. It's not an eight week diet. It's not a seven day cleanse. It's a long term change and will take small incremental steps. If you need professional help, seek out. If you need social help groups, etc. Again, have a look online, find someone to help support. But it's got to be an active doing. Maybe you work through the framework in order or you read through and go, these things really stand out to me. These are what I want to work on. Here's how I'm going to do it. But it's making that framework actionable and slowly but surely doing it rather than I'm going to overhaul everything all at once. Maybe it's setting out, here's where I want my relationship to food and movement to be and here's where it is now. Here's why it's not working for me. Then you have that motivation in place. Again, whether it's something visual you can see or just reminding yourself, then you can start those steps. The main thing from all of these is that intuitive eating is made so you can't fail. And that sounds really blasé, but it is written in the framework. You cannot fail because every time you mess up or find it difficult or discover something new about your internal cues or how it works with your life, you are getting that insight. You are becoming more intuitive, which you can then use as you continue to navigate it. So use the resources that are out there. It's on the increase, intuitive eating nutritionists, resources, etc. So find some that work for you. Give it time. Keep listening to the body, whether you need to write something down. You want to listen to things, just tune in with the body, notice those patterns, keep working through it.